So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley, so joined in studio here by Lorraine. And as promised, Lorraine is going to guide us through a few more thoughts on the, pastoral, the Lenten pastoral letter from Bishop Leahy, uh, which he published recently, and it's entitled, This is What God Wants Us, Our Holiness. Okay, Lorraine. Thank you very much, John. And of course, just because it's a Lenten pastoral doesn't mean we have to stop reflecting because we're not in Lent anymore, John. (laughs) We are in the beautiful season of Eastertide, of course. And Eastertide is where we look specifically at the Acts of the Apostles, Mm. what the early church did Mm. with the gifts that God gave them. And one of the greatest gifts that God gives us is our holiness. And when we were reflecting on this last time, we saw that... Um, Bishop Brendan uses a very simple definition of holiness, but it's a very beautiful one. He says, holiness is love lived to the full, love of God and love of one's neighbours. So this week we're going to reflect a little bit on why is holiness so important? So again, I'm going to read a little bit from the pastoral letter and then we might have a chat, John. Okay. Holiness is important, not just for us personally, but also for those around us and for our world. Edith Stein, a great 20th century saint, a university lecturer who was put to death under Nazism, once pointed out that the lives of people who are holy have a huge impact on the world's history. Perhaps they didn't make newspaper headlines, but their everyday lives make a daily difference to those around them. She pointed out that we will only find out who really made a difference in our lives on the last day when all that is hidden will be revealed. Of course, not every detail of our life might be perfect. However, the overall trend of our life and our effort to be holy matters. The point is that each one of us is a word that God wants to say to the world. Each one of us not only has a mission, but is a mission. God wants some particular aspect of the gospel to shine out in our lives. If we live our life living love to the full, that is, in holiness, God's word gets pronounced, as it were, more clearly to the benefit of many. Think of Francis of Assisi. His life cries out the word poverty loud and clear. In the case of the young saint Chiara Luce Badano, her life proclaims a great attitude to life that can be applied in the face of all life's ups and downs. If you want it, Lord... I wanted to. You might think of people you know who you consider holy and ask yourself, what specific word does their life speak to you? Each of our lives is speaking a word to the world around us. Holiness gives us the courage and boldness to evangelise and to leave a mark in the world. Speaking at the World Youth Day in Krakow, which I attended, along with a large group of young people from our own diocese, Pope Francis encouraged those present to make a difference, to believe they can make a mark on the world. Now, that was lovely. There, there was a few thoughts there that struck me, um, and maybe it's important that we highlight it again mm-hmm. for our listeners. Right at the start, you said holiness is, is important, not just for us personally, but for all of, all of those around us and for the world. We sometimes think, I'm not good enough, and I'm no good, and therefore... I'm not qualified to be able to uh, maybe expound on my faith or whatever. Mm. whatever. So look, I won't bother because I might make a mess of it. Mm-hmm. 
that isn't what this is saying here. What this is saying here is holiness is so important for us personally and also for those around us. I'm sure as a parent, as a grandparent, very important for me as best I can to be able to give whatever example I can, is it? Absolutely. And we'll see it actually when we reflect on the gospel a little bit in the gospel passage, which we'll come to in the next part of the programme, but, mm. but I'll just talk about it a little bit now. Jesus says to John, do you love me? Yeah. Mm. Do you mm. love me? Mm. Do you love me? Mm. Three times. He doesn't ask John, has he, or sorry, Peter, I beg your pardon. Mm. Um, Jesus says to Peter, do you love me? Do you love yeah. me? Do you love me? Um, he doesn't ask Peter, has he completed his ordination training? No, you know, no. he, do, he doesn't no. ask Peter, can you explain the philosophical meaning of? Yeah. Mm. He doesn't ask Peter, do you have all this knowledge now? Do you remember everything I told you now? <laughs> are, you, are you ready? Mm. He, he says, do you love me? And that's what it comes down to in the end. And that's what we can all do, yeah? We can all love. And to love is to put God in the first place and to will the best for the other. It's not about feelings. Mm. It's about a conscious decision to go out every moment of the day and wish the best for the other person. And continuing on from that, you mentioned there later on, or the bishop does, of course, not every detail of our life might be perfect. However, the overall trend of our life and our effort to be holy is what matters. Mm -hmm. I'm trying the best I can, but I Mm -hmm. mess up. Oh, Lord, we all mess up. (laughs) That's why the most beautiful prayer in in Scripture is, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Mm. Because we recognize two great things there. First, the reality that we are sinners. We do mess up constantly, Mm. constantly, John. But the other great reality is the mercy and love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ if we just turn to him. And that means turning to him every day, like doing our little examination of conscience Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, maybe Mm -hmm. before we go to bed, we kind of run through our day and thank God for what went well Mm -hmm. and apologize and say sorry to God for what went wrong and look at ways we might improve tomorrow and take it seriously and ask for his grace to come into those areas of our lives. But we also have that beautiful, beautiful sacrament of reconciliation. Yeah in which God is just waiting to pour out his grace into our hearts. And that's that's another point then too, like that, that obviously we need to pray for that grace. But mm. but just going on about it, just, just continue on here. But the overall trend of our life has to be in the right direction. So we're trying our best. We're picking ourselves up again. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the longer we live, you know, sometimes... When we're younger, we have kind of a spiritual high and we have this yeah. lovely, lovely relationship with Jesus, <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, which I'm not, I'm not, yeah, look, I'm not yeah. looking down on no, it at no, all. No, no. We all kind of go yes. through that little kind of honeymoon period. Ooh. But, you know, that the older you get, maybe kind of more, uh, you know yourself a bit better and you know yeah. your weaknesses a bit better and you know you have to, gosh, it's a bit of a slog now sometimes. And you pick yourself up, though, because you know that in the end, it's God who does all the work. God, it was all the work. All we have to do is remain open to him. One of the things that people might might also um, might want to ponder a little bit on is where, where the bishop mentions there, and you just read out to us again, God wants some particular aspect of the gospel to shine out in our lives. I'm not, I'm not gospel. I mean, I don't know all the gospel. <laughs> how, how can I do all of that? What does that mean? It means that God has given each one of us a particular mission as Cardinal Henry Newman says God has given to me some work that will not be completed by another person if I don't do it mm. now you could look at that as an awesome responsibility and it could paralyse you and go mm. oh my gosh I've not done God's will throughout my entire yeah. that's not what it's about it's saying that God has created us for a purpose mm. 
each one of us as Cardinal, um, as Pope Benedict says, each one of us is the result of a thought of God. Each one of us is willed. Each one of us is loved. Each one of us is necessary. I love it there. It says, Bishop Lee, he says, the point is that each one of us is a word that God wants to say in our world. If you think of the words you use today, or maybe it's early in the morning, Mm. we go back to yesterday. Think of the words you used yesterday. Words have great power. Were they words that built people up, that encouraged them, that supported them? Were they words of forgiveness, of kindness, of love, of mercy? If they were, then we were living the gospel well yesterday. Now, if there were words of gossip or disparagement or putting people down or maybe taking the Lord's holy name in vain or maybe we were using bad language, then we weren't preaching the gospel in those actions. So we can be a word that speaks goodness into the world or we can be a word that is quite destructive in our world. And the choice remains ours. Even though we were we're baptised, we are Christians. In other words, we're other Christs. We are made in the image and likeness of God. Mm-hmm. We are made in the image and likeness of Jesus Christ himself, the word of God. So the choice is ours, whether we want to speak that good word into the world or whether we want to speak kind of a bad word, if you like. So the bottom line is, as you said early on, there, and you quoted, I think, Pope Benedict, you know, that we're a sort of God. So maybe each day one of our prayers could be, Lord, will you help me to be the person you want me to be? And by doing that, obviously I'm going to be the way, I'm going to act the way he wants me to act, which could also be described as holiness. I wouldn't, in my dreams, think I was holy, but if I'm doing God's will. Mm, absolutely. And I think that's an interesting exercise that he asks us to do. He invites us, Bishop Brendan does, invites us to think of people you know whom you consider holy and ask yourself what specific word does their life speak to you so we all have those really you know Mm -hmm. people that we look up to good and holy people and if you had to put one word on it what word would it be just to take a little time reflecting on it because there is something very attractive about holiness genuine holiness is very attractive john we see it we like it we want to be kind of um around people that are genuinely holy. Use the word connector, and I think one of the ways, you know, as you said, often we say, oh, it's not a holy person, it's not a holy priest, and so on and so forth. And I really, I think what we're saying, really, is that they're connected as best they can with the Lord. Connected as best they can with, with Jesus. And that means in communication with him in terms of prayer and so on oh, and so forth. absolutely. We can't do it without God's grace. So I'm just going to go on very quickly on to the next little bit. Just a few um, minutes, okay. Because we've just touched on it there, John. Sometimes we feel we're not up to it. Mm. Oh, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a temptation, Bishop Brendan says, we all have to overcome when it comes to striving for holiness. Feeling we're not up to it. Of course, it's true that if we were to depend just on our own resources, we wouldn't manage it. We might get blocked in a sense of mediocrity. No, that that sense of Asher and Grand. Yeah. You know, mm, mm, mm. We, we fail to strive or a lack of fervour, but that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. We need to depend on God's power working in us more than on ourselves. So that's what we're going to be reflecting on over the next coming weeks as we um, get closer and closer to Pentecost. It's the power of the Holy Spirit working in ourselves. 
And the Holy Spirit is available to all of us. To every single baptised Christian, John. The second you were baptised, the Holy Spirit became available to you and all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Lovely. Okay, at that stage, at this stage now, we might go for a second bit of music and maybe this is an ideal piece of music to play after just reading that. And maybe take a little bit of time to, to 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 let it sink into our uh, to our brains and our beings. This piece of music it's uh, by the Maranatha singers, and this one is entitled "Jesus, What a Wonder You Are." And then we'll come back again in part three and have a chat on the gospel for today. Yeah. 